Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. <laughs> Why are the Toronto Maple Leafs signing old players now? Wasn't the whole the whole goal to get all the big young guns and, and build up and we brought in some of the Marlies and that was going to be our key to the cup? Why did we sign Jumbo Joe, Joe Thornton? Okay, Joe Thornton. It, how old is he? I don't now? know, like 80? No, <laughs> he's not 80. I love. I actually, I love Joe Thornton. And the reason why I love Joe Thornton is because I used to watch San Jose Sharks when I used to stay up late. That doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was like the Chichu days. Everybody remembers that, I think. Um, and he's a great hockey player. And yes, he is older. Yes, he brings a lot of, you know, there's a lot of talk already when I'm, as I'm listening to different, you know, hockey, uh, you know, uh, broadcasters talk about it, uh, bringing, you know, his abilities, yes, but also he's wise and they'll learn from him. And there's younger players that'll learn. Sure, fine. Okay, fine, great. Um, I, is that I, true, though? Do you really think experience counts? Like, do you think Mitch Marner is going to sit there and listen to Joe Thornton and say, mm, yeah, well, okay, that's a good point, Joe. We should go out there and play harder. Well, I don't think it ever hurts to try to bring in someone to to be a leader if that's what they're thinking. And also, let's not forget that decisions like this aren't always just what the team wanted. The team wanted to bring in Joe Thornton. No, Joe Thornton probably wants to end his career with the team that he grew up watching. And that happens a lot of the time too, right? Let's not forget that part. He took the league minimum contract, $700,000 a year. And hey, this is a guy who used to get paid millions a year. Mm -hmm. But people know he's a little bit older. And Joe said he needs to win a cup before he retires. Mm -hmm. And he, in his estimation, thinks Toronto is most likely to do that. Yeah. Hot take, considering they never made it out of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I think, it, I think it is a hot take, too. And when I hear that, it surprises me. Like I, To me, it's more, I, I felt like he would probably be doing that because, I mean, he, he grew up in London, for those that don't know. So, I mean, that was probably Toronto, I'm assuming, was probably his team. So, I thought maybe it was more that I want to end my career with the team I grew up watching. But... He does want to win a cup. Maybe he really does think he's the missing piece. And you know what? I would appreciate it if that was the case because I do. We need that confidence going into whatever season we we have coming up next. That confidence. when is hockey season? I don't know. I think Batman Batman said January. That's what they're hoping for. But it, what they're hoping for and what will happen might be two completely different things. But it's definitely going to be twenty twenty one. It could be could be January. Might not be till February. Uh, maybe even March. I don't know. You know, it's really hard in Toronto to figure out exactly what we've got here with the Leafs because all we hear about is the Leafs. Leafs, 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 Leafs. There's basically entire radio stations dedicated to just the Leafs. And then there's the the Leafs Sports Network and all that sort of shit. I mean, it's just nonstop Toronto. And and for us, when we hear that and then we look at the lineup and we see Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews and Morgan Riley and, and all the great players that are on Toronto. Now Joe Thornton and John Tavares, and the list goes on. Yeah. I wonder what the rest of the world thinks about the Leafs. Like, to us, it seems like, I don't understand how they're not winning a cup. Like, they've just got the best players out there and blah, blah, blah. Do the other teams look at Toronto and think, eh, it's not that good? 
or are we just maybe we are that good and they're just underperforming? I, I honestly can't figure out what the problem is. But the reason I bring up the Leafs is because how great would it be to have a championship here in Toronto? And I look at uh, L.A. and Tampa Bay. L.A. won the NBA championship. Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup. Now the World Series is going to be won between either Tampa Bay or L.A. Mm -hmm. One of those two cities is going to have double championships in the same year. And Tampa Bay, I mean, that said, has a great shot at at sweeping everything, really, when you look at it. Depending on how things go for Brady, the Bucs could end up winning it all. They're first place in their division. Yeah, I mean, they're a a strong, strong contender there, too. I know it's still kind of early, but uh, yeah, of course, it could be Tampa Bay's year. If you win the Stanley Cup, the Super Bowl, and the World Series all in the same year, that's crazy. And that's definitely the best thing to happen to Florida in a long fucking time, if that's the case. (laughs) We should let you know that coming up at the end of this podcast, you're going to hear a replay of today's Missed Connections from our FM radio show on 91.5 The Beat, where we play Scott and Cat's Chicken every morning at 810 and give away cash. This morning, what do we give away? Like four hundred and fifty bucks or something? Yeah, it was about four hundred. Yeah, it was four hundred and, and and change. And Angie, uh, the girl that won it this morning, says she's going to do Christmas shopping with it. I like. I it. don't blame her. Why hey, not? If somebody handed me four hundred and fifty bucks right now, I'd think this solves some problems. Okay, great. This is Christmas, or this is. Uh, uh, whatever it is coming up, it could be a, a flight. That's another thing. Flying is so cheap right now. On the weekend, I was pricing out flights to head out to the West Coast and visit my daughter for a couple of days. I found a flight, Toronto to BC. It was 238 going there and 139 coming back. I have never seen wow. a flight to BC yeah. that cheap. Wow. Under 500 bucks, taxes in. Now, it was Swoop, and Swoop is one step below taking the bus. I mean, it flies, but there's nothing about it that's appealing. But it's still cheap. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. that's. If you do, if you do have to fly right now, it's good. It's great. It does go to show you, though. I mean, oh. They're desperate. Oh, they have to be desperate. If they're letting a return flight Toronto yeah. to British Columbia go for under 500 bucks, they have to be just begging to get somebody on those flights. Like they're losing a lot of dough. They're losing a lot of dough. I mean, we all know that. There's a lot of um, – I was reading a little bit this weekend, and I didn't really dive into it too deep because I know it's it's nothing official and it didn't come from anything government-related – but the word is that governments will attempt to try to bail out the airline industry if they have to because okay, so it here's, is necessary. Here's the problem with that. We used to have a crown corporation airline, Air Canada or Canada Air or whatever it was at the time, basically was owned by the taxpayers. The government, the only way they can bail out Air Canada, for example, is to buy in. Right. We've seen what government does when government tries to get into business. It's fucked up. They don't know what they're doing. They're too big and there's too much bureaucracy. Governments should not be in business. And even though it's only going to be about a 20 to 30 percent stake, the government would buy in Air Canada. I don't know if that I want Justin Trudeau to have a seat at the table Mm -hmm. at Air Canada's shareholder meetings. So bailout, you think yes. Involvement, you think no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't be uh, the majority shareholder, but they could buy in and have a substantial amount of equity. I mean, 20 percent of Air Canada is a lot. What I can, you know, fuck me. I always have to solve these problems for the government. Okay, government here. Here you go. Some of them are listening, you know. I know they listen all the time. And (laughs) it's funny because we know 
who they are, but we can't tell you who they are. But there's some pretty well-connected individuals listening. So let me go, let me tell you guys how to do it. Here you go, government. Here's a nickel's worth of free advice. How about that? You are not going to buy into Air Canada. You don't want to have an ownership stake in that airline because you shouldn't have any ownership in that airline. Mm. And also, you're opening up Pandora's box. If you buy into Air Canada to bail them out, well, maybe you should be buying into half the freaking hotels in this country. Maybe you should be buying into half the restaurants in this country. Stay out of business. If you want to help out the airlines, Justin Trudeau, here's what you do. You're going to go out. You're going to buy about $30 million worth of flights. Maybe $50 million worth of flights. Flight credits. Because the government is They're going to fly. Yeah. They're going to fly. They're the biggest users of flights in the country. We're constantly flying some of these fucking assholes that Mm -hmm. represent obscure ridings in the middle of nowhere. Back and forth and back and forth. It's very inefficient and incredibly expensive. And it's not just the MPs that we're flying back and forth. It's their executive assistants. And in some cases, it's their families. And it's their this, that, and the other thing. We're flying like crazy. People all over this country. It's very not environmentally friendly and very inefficient. But since you're doing it anyway, either we need a government airline and we can actually use those Challenger jets for something productive or just buy a bunch of gift cards. What were we told at the beginning of the pandemic? Buy gift certificates for restaurants. Help the restaurants out. Give them that money now to keep them open and then cash in those gift cards once things are back to normal. That's all the government has to do. Prepay for your next, I don't know, five years worth of travel. Get it off the books. The airlines are fine. They've got lots of money in the bank. And then we, the taxpayers, maybe we can get a little break on the pricing. But economy, no first class, business class bullshit. Economy. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, good luck with that one. But yeah, well, I don't think just because you're a member of parliament, you should be flying business class or first class. I mean, if you're just going to unless Ottawa to do the risk. people's business, yeah. you should just fly. No, unless there's some kind of a security risk there, you're. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, and I do think that that's a good idea. But then the problem is, I mean, you mentioned it. You help out, you help them out, and then you get the our entire hospitality industry going. Um, and then what else? Like, and there's more. So is it better to give it to individuals and just continue doing what they're doing, or to? bail out the businesses or wait for them to basically beg for a bailout. I don't I don't know what they're going to do. It will get better though. Like it sucks right now when we've talked to people who listen to the podcast who are uh, you know airline uh, attendants and work for airlines specifically that say it sucks right now. You know, mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm either laid off or my shifts have completely changed. I'm barely working at all. People who have done it for years and years and it sucks, but we know it will get better. Like it it will in fact, I think not only will it get better, the cost is going to go up like uh, uh, by a lot because they're going to price themselves right out of the market. It might ha- well it may happen that way, but you also have to keep in mind there's going to be people begging to travel that are just waiting, right? Okay, so let's say vaccine fine good beginning of 2022, let's say everyone feels safe to travel. You know the amount of people that are going to be traveling and doing all those things that they were going to do in 2020 and possibly probably 2021 as well, they're going to do it. So eventually they will charge way more because 
the need for it and the desire for it is going to be there and exceed, you know, every, um, like, I, I'm telling you, it's going to be insane. Eventually, it's going to get there where it's going to be so expensive to travel because of, A, yes, the demand, and, B, they need to make up some money that they're, that they're completely losing this year. Yeah, I mean, I would not like to see either of our major airlines go down. And we need more regional airlines, too. We need Porter flying because Porter helps keep WestJet mm-hmm. and Air Canada in check. We need, even though Swoop's a bad example because Swoop is owned by WestJet, right? Uh, Swoop uh, WestJet, I believe, yeah. Yeah, we need the flare airs of the world mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We don't need a discount carrier that's owned by one of the major carriers. I mean, it's stupid. It's all the same thing. So, I mean, just because you offer uh, less service and charge a little bit less, it's not really doing anything to create competition because it's all owned by the same company. We need more airlines. The problem is airlines, unless you do everything right and it's the perfect situation, they lose a lot of money. The old joke is very true. What's the easiest way in the world to become a millionaire? Start off as a billionaire and buy an airline. (laughs) They lose money like crazy in a lot of cases. Yeah, it's I know. I mean, there there are solutions here. Government, stay at a business. If you want to help them out, no handout, but you can prepay for all those flights that you're inevitably going to use. Just buy them now. Mm-hmm. It'd be a lot easier. Or we'll buy some of those planes for you. We've got a lot of planes in the sky that the government owns part of or uses or whatever. And just buy some of those Air Canada ones. Take over some of those lease payments. Let's fly troops back and forth on those. That sort of shit. Anyway, uh, a couple other things I want to get to here. Uh, I had uh, two, maybe three teachers reach out after listening to Friday's podcast where we talked about seniority and we talked about the new hiring practice that we've got in Ontario starting at the end of the month that is going to be merit based. The best fit for the school, the best teacher for the position, they're going to be the ones who get hired, not the one with the most seniority. Some teachers have reached out to me and said, hey, could you just be very clear, old doesn't mean out of touch. No. Experienced doesn't mean lazy. Mm-mm. And you're absolutely right. There are some fantastic teachers who have made this a career and have been doing it for a long time, and they've still got just as much fire in them as they did the day mm-hmm. they graduated from teacher's college. What I meant to say last week was specifically for those lazy ones that are gaming the system. And there's right. so many of them. Right. So, so many of them. There I always mean, will be. You know, there always will be those teachers that are there for the paycheck and the summer's off. Yep. But that is definitely not the case for everyone. And the, the pension and the benefits and, and, and all you know that what? sort of stuff. Even thinking back on your own, you know, school career, right? When you think about all your favorite teachers, I had quite a few that had at that point been doing it for, you know, 15, 20 years that I loved and I felt like that they were so passionate about it all those years later. So absolutely it's there. I think it's, it's gotta be a mix. And some people don't agree with that, with um, it not being about seniority, just because it's like that in other areas. We had somebody message us about that too. Well, you know, that's just the way it works, but why, why is that just the way that it works? I don't think it has to be. And I don't think it should in a lot of areas. And I'm not just talking about teaching. I'm talking a lot of different professions. Obviously we focus on teaching cause it's public, you know, it's out there. But I, I, again, I'm, I'm still, I'm for it. I think you got to show that you're passionate in order to and, get those coveted spots. Well, and, and the person who texted also was not comparing apples to apples because they were talking about private sector. And frankly, um, private sector is a completely different animal. Public sector, like you just said, Kat, 
the taxpayers' money, and they work for the people. Mm-hmm. And there should be a different set of – or there can be a different set of expectations in, in situations just like that. Yeah. They're also well represented when it comes to organized labor. They've got people in charge that they pay a lot of money to have in charge. And um, – we collectively negotiate their agreements. Yeah. And and you know what? I don't know if this one actually did contravene their collective agreement. I'm not exactly sure what the jury says about that one. But nonetheless, I, I do want to make that distinction that not every teacher who has been in the system for a while is a bad teacher. In fact, I think the vast majority of teachers are good. Mm-hmm. I think they're great and they care and they're putting in the effort. And if they don't know how to do a Zoom session, a lot of them took the initiative to learn. Yep. There's a lot who didn't, though. We all know it. I talk to people all the time who tell me how bad or how much they don't want their kids in class right now. But the distance learning was so bad in the spring because the teacher did not give a shit that they've actually got their kid in class now just to try and salvage some sort of an education. So uh, teachers, we're not painting you all with the same brush. Experienced teachers, not by any means. But even you can't deny there's some shitheads in the system. Sure there are. There really, really is. In every industry, but we're talking about teaching in this yeah. particular case. Um, can I switch this over to the uh, follow-up on uh, Vajagany from the last podcast? <laughs> okay, how's your weekend? <laughs> no, the podcast, we talked about it a bit, and Jennifer sent me a message on Instagram. She says, hey, Kat, I just listened to the podcast. Your definition of Vajagany is a new word for me, but... It perfectly describes the post-spin experience. Sometimes I don't fully appreciate how sore I am until I'm taking a shower the next day. But it is real, and it does go away after you get used to it. Scott posed the question, isn't it the same type of experience as riding a guy? And it's definitely not. There's no way anyone is launching themselves to those heights that you do in a spin class without breaking a penis. Truthfully, who's riding a dick for 45 plus minutes? Love your show. Download it faithfully every day. So thank you for that, Jennifer. That's a great question. Let's talk about that. Who's riding a dick for more than 45 minutes? (laughs) Up and down, up and down. You would be in some kind of agony. (laughs) Vajagony was a new one for me, too. I'd never heard that term before Friday's podcast. Yeah, there you go. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Oh. A drunk driver with no arms or legs has been arrested after crashing into a police car. I'm sorry. What? Say that again? Yeah, I know. It's bizarre to take all that in at once. 22-year-old Dayton Weber was driving in Maryland and crashed his truck around 2 in the morning. He plowed into a cop car and then ricocheted off that and hit a building. Now, amazingly... Nobody was hurt. The fact that he'd been drinking obviously played a big role in this. It impairs your ability to drive. But this didn't help either. He has no arms or legs. Apparently, his truck has some sort of a device that helps him drive. But he was drunk and couldn't operate that properly. Okay. 
He's facing charges for drunk driving, negligent driving, reckless driving, and fleeing the scene of an accident. Well, fuck me. He couldn't have been that hard to catch. I mean, guys, come on. He had no arms or legs. What kind of a contraption? I'm so curious what this contraption would look like. Because I've seen a lot of different um, things to to aid in people driving who, you know, don't have... um, I'm just trying to think who are, you know, have some disabilities, if you will. But I I don't know what this would look like. Is there a photo? I do not have a photo of it. I'm not sure what it was. I don't know if it was custom or if you can just walk into the No Arms, No Legs store and buy one of these. I have no idea how it works. But, I mean... That's pretty incredible that there is technology out there for someone who's differently abled to be able to drive. Mm-hmm. Having said that. Oh, it still doesn't mean you can be drunk. Like there's, You like, still can't you be still drunk, can't do fucker. That. Yeah, Come it doesn't on. matter. doesn't matter who you are. By the way, let's talk about driving for just a sec, and then we'll get to the replay of Missed Connections. We had a story in the news this morning on our FM radio show. There was a 17-year-old driver. Kids got his G2. He was caught going almost double the limit. 156 in an 80, 156 in an 80 zone, four kilometers away from double the speed limit. And what's really surprising to me here, I guess it's not really a surprise. We do have a weird system that contradicts itself regularly, but you've got a 17 year old who was going almost double the limit, who would get the exact same punishment as somebody who was going uh, 150 on the 401. Stunt driving is stunt driving, and it doesn't make a distinction between 50 over, 80 over, 200, or whatever. And it seems like a lot of these stunt driving stories lately are coming from younger drivers, Mm -hmm. like really young. So given that we have a graduated licensing system here in Ontario, you go and you get your G1 by writing the test, the written test, or I guess you do it on a computer now, and then you got to practice with an experienced driver. Then you get to drive on your own. But with restrictions, then you eventually, eventually, eventually get to drive alone like a fully licensed driver. Maybe we should change up the the system a little bit so that the rest of our insurance rates don't go through the roof. And so that regular male teenagers don't keep getting completely fucked by insurance companies because the rates they charge uh, boys in particular are insane. I can tell you that because I've got a teenage son. Maybe you get. One chance. When you're on your G2, if you screw up that badly, and I don't just mean eh, you were doing 25 over. You you were going uh, 80 in a 60 zone. I don't mean that. I mean blatant disregard for the law and for public safety. This kid was going almost 80 kilometers an hour over the limit. Mm -hmm. If you do something that egregious, you should have to, let me just throw this out there, not only go back to G1. You should be prohibited or disqualified for two years before you can try again. If you get caught stunt driving as a G2 driver or a G1 driver, disqualified one year or two years, and then you have to start over again. Yeah. Wouldn't that help emphasize the importance of graduated licensing? Well, you have to think of it from the insurer's perspective. Right. So, yes, of course, you could say start over again, but the insurance company doesn't really make money off of that. I think why not? If if you want to do the one chance thing, you got to make it so that if you fuck up one time, you're paying three times the amount, not just what you would have paid, which is, let's say, twice that you're going to pay three times that amount. You're going to do it for five years, something like that. 
I just think that I but, mean, but they need to get money. They're not like insu- like it's an it's an insurance company thing. I don't know if governments, for example, could overrun that. I think I assume that they could eventually. It would take a, some time. But as an insurer, you're not just going to sit back and go, "Oh, okay, so we lost out on that. They're not going to drive for a bit, so we have no money." No, nope, they're going to charge. Think you. That if you passed that test and you're able to drive alone, albeit with restrictions, as a G two driver. You clearly missed something in driving school if you think it's okay to go double the speed limit. You know, there's certain oh, points on the road yeah. where it's just so dangerous that you clearly don't care about the privilege of driving. And I think that you should have to go back to step one. In fact, for any stunt driver, maybe that's the case. Maybe you should have to go back through the graduated licensing system and prove once again that you've learned all the steps and practiced all the steps because, hey, We've all gotten speeding tickets before. Most people have. And, and most speeding tickets, what are you doing? 20 over the limit, 30 over the limit. They knock it down to 15 over. You don't fight it in court. Everybody's happy. But when you're stunt driving, more than 50 over the limit, especially as uh, someone who's not even a fully licensed driver, I just feel like you you, you just don't get it. You don't understand no. that driving's a privilege. And you have to earn that privilege by proving you know how to do it. And I'd be quite all right with if everybody started off at the same rate for insurance. Stop discriminating based on age. Stop charging young boys three times more than uh, someone who's five years older than them. Stop charging more because somebody lives in Brampton. Everybody's on the same level playing field until you fuck up and then watch your rates skyrocket after that. I mean, I'm not opposed to that, but it isn't discrimination. It is statistic. This is fact-based. But it's still it profiling, and in no other scenario are you allowed to profile. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just saying that that's what it is. It's not necessarily discriminating. Not every teenage boy is going to be an asshole behind the wheel. And it is kind of, it makes you gasp when you do look at the rates. I remember when I first got my license, my ins- the amount of insurance that I had to pay. I was right at the beginning, and my brother had already had his G at that point, and he was paying like, Three times as much as me, which is crazy because he had no accidents. He had nothing on his record. It's it is. I I I, I don't disagree that something should change, but from an insurer's perspective, how do you how do you go about doing that and and making sure that you make up that money? You'd have to charge everybody a little bit more. Is what you'd have to do, and then you'd piss off other people in that process. Uh, I I just don't understand why him. I'll use my son as an example, who, by the way, has never had a ticket, knock on wood, and he's almost 20 years old, but he made it through all of his G stages without having had a ticket. I don't understand why he has to pay more simply for the fact that he's got a dick. I don't understand that when he hasn't done anything wrong and he has done everything the government says you need to do to prove that you're a good driver. Now, there's a lot of shitheads out there that are crashing into other people, driving drunk, stunt driving, running things over, fleeing the scene, you name it. They should be paying a fortune. Someone who's never done anything wrong, they're being charged more just because they've got a dick. That's not right. And if everybody started off as a, let's say we make the number five. If everybody starts off as a five, and then when you get a speeding ticket, eh, maybe you go up to a six. Mm-hmm. Stunt driving, maybe you go up to a 10. Impaired driving, maybe you go up to a 20. But you should never be able to fall below that 20 threshold unless, or sorry, that five threshold until you've had like a, your 10th year of driving experience with no tickets. Maybe that five can go to a four. 
Maybe at some point we stop charging you outrageous premiums altogether for insurance because you've proved that you're good. You just pay a nominal administrative fee and you're good. But for those people that are making serious, serious mistakes on the roads, they should probably be paying a lot more than the rest of us who aren't doing anything oh, wrong. That I agree with. And I'm sure that there are, there are drivers out there that are not paying what they should be in pay, that they, what they should be paying to their uh, insurance companies. Absolutely. I wonder what a DUI does to your insurance. Do you know? I do. No, thank God I do not. I've got no idea. No, I just wondered if you had, not that I was suggesting you had a Dewey. No, I just wondered one. if you knew anybody who had one. No, I don't imagine it would be good. Like, I don't imagine it would, it would, uh, I would, I hope it would be enough to make a huge impact. Yes, I hope it would at least double it. I, that's how I see it, 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 it working too. It should work that way. Whereas if you got caught doing some shit, no, the insurance company should charge you an arm and leg. You want to keep fucking going? Let's, you want to keep driving? You got to fucking pay for that. What is wrong with any of these suggestions? You can DM us at Cat on Air on Instagram or at Scott Fox on Air if you'd like to reach me. Uh, Thank you for listening to After 9 today. Yeah, thank you. Borders staying closed, by the way, until November 21st. Oh, fuck Uh, off. Really? (laughs) Fuck off. Really? Is that breaking that just came down? That just came down. Thank God. No, thank fucking God. You know, I don't understand what the problem is with mandatory quarantine. Uh, or mandatory isolation. We, we've already got that system in place. I don't understand why I can fly down to the U.S. and I have to self-isolate for two weeks when I get back. But I can't drive down to the U.S. and promise to self-isolate for two weeks when I get back. What is the difference? Um, maybe they feel like you'll stop. Well, I, I, I don't. I really. I don't know. I, I wish that they would do a little bit more because it's fucking terrible down there. Terrible. Oh, it's a mess. In, in a, it seems like a mess in America. I'm obviously not there, but everything I'm seeing on the news and and hearing from my friends and family that are down there says, yeah, it's not good. Um, and, and not that necessarily that we should be taking unnecessary risks here. But if I'm willing to take that risk, if I want to go down to say. Uh, the states and visit my son, for example, I should be allowed to do that with the same rules, whether I drive or fly. Yes, I know I have to self-isolate for two weeks when I get back and I'm prepared to do that, but I shouldn't have to get jacked for a flight when it's a very reasonable short drive sure, to do I'm, it. That is one one scenario, but you know a lot of people are just going to hear that and go, okay, I'm going to do some shopping. Let's I want to go to Target for, for Black Friday. I'm going to stop at every gas station. I'm going to stop it here and there and stop here, stop here. That That's what they're trying to avoid. So it's all those little shitty little things that people do. It's not necessarily the, I'm going here for a reason to see this person. I'm doing everything responsible. They're not worried about that. That's why you can fly. If you really want it bad enough, you'll fly there. It sucks, yeah, for some people, but th- that's less traffic in and out for shitty little stupid fucking non-essential reasons so i'm okay with it and on that we will leave you with the replay of today's missed connections from our fm radio show these are people looking for other people who cannot find them and turn to the web to tell their story here we go this one's called the dollarama pumpkin man for woman to the kind lady who opened the door for me at the dollar store I thank you. I was hesitant to step forward and grab it while you were trying to help me out. We did an awkward dance at the entrance. Some people do freak out when you step too close. You never know. (laughs) I complimented your bright orange hair and told you, you look like a pretty pumpkin. I thought it was cool you liked Halloween so much. You told me it had nothing to do with Halloween. (laughs) Why, why, Why are you so orange? I still think it's rad. 
I would have loved to talk more, but you had one headphone in your ear, and I think you were having trouble understanding me. With that in the mix, plus my mask on. Boy, this sounds like a disaster. Don't look, guy. Never, ever tell a woman she looks like a pumpkin. Mm. Unless she's actually dressed as a pumpkin. Even then, you know what? Don't even. Right. Pretend you don't even know. That's like asking, hey, are you pregnant? Nobody uh. wants to be compared to a pumpkin. <laughs> Nobody. Who who does? Who wants to? You? You? Nobody. Mm. Especially when you're trying to pick up. Avoid. Uh, sometimes people color their hair, for example, many different colors for many different reasons. Not necessarily seasonal. Not necessarily to do with any upcoming occasion or holiday. Sometimes they just like orange or purple or whatever. I love how he's still trying to, like, chat with her. In these times, it's weird, right? Especially when you want to try to date someone, you see someone out and about. That's why misconnections is good. At least you can figure figure something out after the fact or try to. A necessary service at this point. Honestly. I mean, let's be honest here. Number one, you were in her space. Number two, she had headphones in. Number three, you had a mask on. It's no wonder this was a colossal misunderstanding. <laughs> this, is, this went terrible. Like, what? I'm sorry, what? Pumpkin! You look like a pumpkin! Am I listening to Smashing Pumpkins? No! <laughs> oh, that's a great. Good luck, guy. Good luck. Uh, this one is called McDonald's Three-Way? Question mark? I mean... Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, this is a guy looking for a male and a female. You were under the umbrella at the McDonald's patio, soaking up the last couple weeks of decent weather. And you both caught my eye. I watched the man, a dad bod Jason Sudeikis type, feed his wife a fry. The exchange was kind of hot, and it had me staring really hard. The woman was about 5'4", with dark hair, kind of an Anne Hathaway vibe. No kids present, but... I did see you guys getting into a Dodge Grand Caravan, so I assume you have a few of them walking around somewhere. <laughs> I didn't see any kids, but you probably have some because you got a caravan. <laughs> Long shot. But I passed by and I said hello. I was wearing a brown hat and carrying a milkshake. I hope it helps. Mm, I'd love to get milkshake. <laughs> I'd love to get together for a beverage and get to know both of you. Come to my place anytime. I can be discreet. And bring fries. <laughs> that does sound like a nice date, though. A couple gets together. Hey, let's go hang out at McDonald's. and feed you some fries. Adorable, right? Sure, that's great. Uh, wild assumption that because they have a minivan, they've got kids. Although, well, I, I, I mean, don't think Scott, it's much of a stretch. Yeah, it, yeah It's yeah, really yeah, not. That part I get. Yeah, probably. They're enjoying a little peace and quiet. You probably got some kids running around somewhere. They're probably in that dirty ball pit in there. <laughs> <laughs> you lost them in the pit. The pit of COVID balls. <laughs> As for this guy, bold move. Bold. Hey, shoot your shot. You went for gold there. Man you, and a woman. All right. Have fun. Invite him over. Do you think that it was creepy that he was standing around just drinking a milkshake, staring at the two of them? Long enough, by the way, to really get a good, decent description of the two. The wife's height and know that they got into a Dodge Grand Caravan after feeding each other fries for a while. Like, how long were you staring? Yeah, he was watching for a while. 
and it was a McDonald's milkshake, which tends to be a little thick. So he was sucking Ew. hard all, while he was watching this whole fiasco go down. In all fairness, it does bring all the boys to the yard. Maybe it would work for this. <laughs> Who knows? You shot your shot.